Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of All in Tech. For those who are new here, we talk about tech, everything from Apple to Samsung to Huawei, OnePlus, Xiaomi, Oppo, everything. Really, we talk about everything to the point where it's exhausting. But anyway, I have fun with it and it's definitely very interesting to do and I love doing it. So today, as you saw by the title, we're reviewing the OnePlus 9 Pro. I was going to do the 9, but I'm only going to, I'm going to, give it a little bit of a segment and that's about it and because i do believe that it's a very solid phone and but we'll kind of review both of them uh, they're both going to be kind of included into this episode so without further ado if there's anything that you guys want to say send me a chat or a message if you're on spotify you can look at the description and there's a link where it says send a message so you can send in a message and i We'll probably see it, uh, but anyway, so that's where we're going to go. We're going to talk about this. Let's get started. All right, so this segment, it will be specifically towards the 9, so the base model. Uh, I know you didn't exactly come for this, but I think I might just adjust the title, to be honest, but anyway. So the OnePlus 9, this is a very solid phone all around. It is $650-ish, and... Yeah, it's a very good phone. Let's review uh, as to what this phone brings to the table, because why not? It's always fun. So if we look at the front of the phone, we have obviously a 6.55-inch fluid AMOLED display, and it's going to be an excellent display for viewing, for watching all of your movies, your shows, YouTube, everything, all of that. Especially with that 120 hertz, it's going to be very nice scrolling through Instagram and things of that nature. Also, HDR10 Plus certification, and you have 1,100 nits of peak brightness. So viewing outdoors should not be an issue, considering that's how bright it gets. It's not the brightest on any phone, but it is very bright. Definitely one of the brightest. So for the resolution, we have a 1080p by 24 panel. Uh, resolution so this this phone overall it's a very excellent display this is a beautiful display i mean if we look at it in terms of design as well their bezels are actually for the most part equal there's a little bit of a chin at the bottom but i don't think too many people are gonna care especially if you put a case on it it makes it look even less big but it's not even that big to be honest i mean if i'm looking at it straight on it doesn't look too big it kind of resembles that of the s20 from last year it, it's not that big but luckily it has a flat display so it makes it look a little bit more uniform in terms of bezel size and that's not something that the oneplus 9 pro can say because that thing has a curved etched panel and it just makes the chin look so so obvious and it just isn't my favorite uh, and i'll talk more about that when we when we do get into that but for the for the for the viewing pleasure this is going to be excellent. It's going to be an excellent panel overall. And OnePlus has actually some of the best displays as well. If I were to rank the displays in terms of quality and just overall how good they are, Samsung would be number one, OnePlus might be number two, and Apple number three. I think Huawei might be Apple. So Huawei is probably number three or number two. It really fights with OnePlus, but in my opinion, Samsung panels are always the best. They just have some of the best displays and they make the displays 
for iPhones. They make the displays for, I think, OnePlus as well. I don't remember. But it, they make a lot of displays for Apple for sure. So that's something really neat and crazy to even think about, that Samsung makes the displays for iPhones. Ever since the, I think it was the iPhone 10. ever since then, Apple has been using Samsung panels. So definitely very nice to see, as we can see. And for the build quality, we have Gorilla Glass on the front and on the back, but it does have a plastic frame. I don't think you're going to care too much because you have glass on front and back, and so it makes it feel very premium in the hand, especially since it's around 180 or, or 190 grams. So for whatever reason, the international version along with the Canada version weighs 183 grams, but the U United Nations, the United Nations, the... European version, and I don't know what that other abbreviation is, it's around 192 grams. So definitely, it's kind of not heavy. <laughs> it's definitely, it feels good. It feels like it's not super premium, but it's not super cheap. It's definitely in between. It lies in that one little area between 170 to around 190, 95. It feels good. It feels okay. It doesn't feel like it's cheap, but it doesn't feel like it's that premium phone that weighs like almost 200 if not more grams like that of the iphone 12 pro max and the galaxy s21 ultra those things weigh like 200 plus this one does feel appropriate i guess you you could call it now for the platform you do have the os which is oxygen os 11 which i really do enjoy i've I've used it and it feels very snappy, very nice. I really do like Oxygen OS. It does resemble uh, stock Android, but I do not, I don't really like stock Android. I find it really boring, but it is very, very smooth. I will say that it is impossible to find a way to make that phone stutter. So Pixel phones that run stock Android, it is so hard to get stock Android to have like a little glitch or a little blip or something like that because it's stock Android. It's like trying to get a, a glitch or a, a stutter on iOS. You just can't do it. And so if now we have a bunch of manufacturers with their own skin on top, which in this case for OnePlus is Oxygen OS, which is one of my favorite softwares to use because it's so snappy and responsive and just fluid overall. Uh, but for me, compared to One UI, I like One UI. It's not as, I guess, snappy as OnePlus is uh, with their Oxygen OS, but it is very smooth, which I do like. And I, I personally like One UI slightly better, but Oxygen OS definitely is definitely one of my favorite OS in terms for Android skins. Now we have the chipset, which is the best of the best. Snapdragon 888 5 nanometer processor with the Adreno 660 flagship GPU. What does that mean in English? Flagship specs. So all of this, you're getting top of the line performance in terms of everyday usage and in terms of gaming as well. Top of the line performance in all of it. And I actually recently saw a video comparing it to the Galaxy S21 Ultra. And it turns out, if you look at the benchmark scores, which is pretty much just a testing app where it measures the performance in numbers, there's two types of scores, the single core and multi-core. 
And they compared the scores from the OnePlus 9 Pro compared to the one uh, to the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra. And it turns out that in, it, both in single-core and multi-core scores, so both of those scores are ever so slightly higher than that of the S21 Ultra, which is kind of insane to me. Obviously, when we look at the everyday life, I, I saw a speed test with both of those phones, and the Galaxy pretty much opened half the apps faster than the OnePlus. But of course, the OnePlus opened the other half of the apps faster than the Galaxy. So for the most part, they're equal in performance. But when it comes in terms of numbers, for whatever reason, I don't know what OnePlus did, but OnePlus made it slightly more powerful in terms of numbers, in terms of numbers, because numbers are meaningless when you see the everyday usage. But in terms of numbers, for whatever reason, even though they're running the same flagship chip, the OnePlus 9 Pro tends to slightly edge out over the Galaxy S21 Ultra, which is kind of crazy to even think about. Uh, but yeah, so definitely a very competitive phone here. And I, of course, we're talking about the OnePlus 9, but the OnePlus 9 Pro also shares the majority of the same specs. Now, this OnePlus 9 also does not have expandable memory, something also found on the Galaxy S21 Ultra and the iPhones. Uh, it sucks. You know, expendable storage is kind of fading. I don't like that. But you do have two storage configurations, 128 of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM for pretty good performance. But you can upgrade to 256 of internal storage with 12 gigs of RAM, which will get you slightly better performance just because more RAM equals just more space for the operating system to play around. Now, you have UFS 3.1 storage, with, which is the fastest and most efficient storage, if I'm not wrong. But I could be wrong. I think there's a 3.2. I'm not sure. You, anyway, you you don't really see it on most phones anyway. Most of them run UFS 3.1. Now, moving on to the most hyped up thing about this phone, which is the cameras. The famous collaboration between OnePlus and Hasselblad. And if you don't know who Hasselblad is, Hasselblad is pretty much a, a, a very reputable, very respectable, um, prestigious camera company they are well known for their accurate colors and so that, this is what oneplus is bringing in terms of marketing hype that you know they collaborated with with hasselblad for them to calibrate their cameras because if you've been into tech for maybe even the past three years you'll you'll know that oneplus one of their main weaknesses Despite them being a quote-unquote flagship killer, they did a lot of those things right. You know, they did a lot of those things right in terms of processor, hardware, and screen. They did it all. It was all very, very good. But one place where OnePlus failed every single time up until now, although it's a little iffy. I, I don't personally don't see too much of a difference, but let, let me just say this. Up until now, they are now focusing on the cameras they announced in their official event that they're spending around two or three million or billion something like that dollars on the cameras in terms of the collaboration partnership with Hasselblad for the next three years and so that's pretty cool you know they definitely have that and from the looks of it you have some pretty cool features for one when you press the shutter button on the phone you get this little famous click sound 
that you get with the Hasselblad cameras. That's their signature sound when they when you hear the shutter button go off. And so that's really cool that you get that on the phone now. Also, you get their famous orange button, which is the orange shutter button found on the Hasselblad cameras as well. And a lot of little things like that. There's a couple of other different modes as well that I can't remember off the top of my head. And so those are pretty cool, definitely, to see that integration. And usually there was, I, I forgot where I, where I heard this analysis from, but if we look at it, if we look at this camera or this collaboration, I should, I, was, I should say that, like this collaboration, there's usually two types of collaborations. One, where the, where the main company is partnering up with a secondary company and the main company has all, pretty much all the say, all the resources and all of that. And the secondary company comes in, grabs those resources and does whatever they want with it. And then the second type of collaboration is where the main company tells the secondary company that they're partnering up with, here is what you have to work with. All right, here is what I want. And also, you know, kind of tweak things a little. That's the kind of partnership that I see with OnePlus. OnePlus, it doesn't look like they had no say in this. It, it, it definitely, OnePlus had a say. I'm pretty sure they were talking about, we want the primary sensor, we want the, the ultra wide. And so for those two, because we do have a telephoto on the pro model. And so with the, at least with the first two cameras, which both the OnePlus and the OnePlus 9 Pro both share, they have the two main sensors. And so it looks like that's what they were talking about. Okay, we want these three camera lenses and we want you to calibrate them. Because we do see that one of the promotions was the Hasselblad color uh, calibration, because obviously Hasselblad is known for their accurate colors. So that's what they wanted to bring to their OnePlus cameras. Personally, uh, looking at the photos, there's not too much difference from com even compared to last year, in my opinion. That's the way I see it. I mean, the photos, yeah, they look slightly uh, better, they look slightly more detailed, slightly less soft and less, you know, all of that. But to be honest, I don't see that much of a difference. And I don't, I, I, I've even seen some photos that were actually kind of oversaturated, something that we normally see on, on Samsung cameras, but Samsung has actually dialed it down. OnePlus is actually, for whatever reason, when you take a photo, the scene sometimes could be oversaturated despite the collaboration between them and Hasselblad and their main thing being color calibration. So I don't understand what, what happens there. You know, I, I don't understand. And so for the cameras here, we have a 48 megapixel primary sensor and we have a 50 megapixel ultra wide lens and a two megapixel depth sensing lens. So we have these three lenses on the 9 Pro, but with the addition of a telephoto lens, which we will get to in just a minute because I know I've spent way too much time on this thing. And so we have 8K 30 recording, 4K at 30 and 60, 1080p 30 and 60 as well. And you have electronical stim image stabilization. So there is no optical for whatever reason. I guess it is what it is. You have a 16 megapixel selfie shooter with 1080p recording at 30 frames per second. You do have stereo speakers. And unfortunately, there is no headphone jack. 
you have Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.2, NFC, of course, and a fingerprint underneath the display, which is obviously very, very fast. We've seen it with OnePlus phones all the time. They're really, really snappy and very quick. You have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery with 65 watt fast charging, which should get you 1% to 100% in less than half an hour. And I and in the I can't even think. But anyway, so in the versions like in the European version, you only get fast or you get fast wireless charging. But for whatever reason here in the US, it doesn't come with wireless charging. So not sure what's happening there. Uh, that's kind of a drawback. I wish they would have brought it over to the US version as well. That would have made this even better. This phone is already a very solid phone. You have three colors, winter mist, arctic black, and astral black. Arctic sky, sorry. So you have those three colors. Very nice, very nice to see. And honestly, this phone is very solid. You have a beautiful display, premium materials. You have the latest GPU and CPU. You have some pretty, you know, solid pair of cameras. You have the wide and the ultra wide. And those two are pretty much the only sensors you really need. Uh, aside from the telephoto, but that's not an exact necessity. But nonetheless, it's something that worth mentioning. And you have some really solid recording recording capabilities. You have stereo speakers. Uh, and honestly, a pretty massive battery at 4,500 milliamp hours. And plus, you get 65 watt fast charging. So this phone is a very solid phone all around. And this is definitely one worth considering is if because this is a very high-end mid-range phone. Not a very high-end, but like a high-end mid-range phone. So this definitely, I think it's worth the price tag for sure. Uh, obviously, a lot of things have changed. I have changed a lot of my mind when it comes to this 9 Pro series. I still don't like the camera design on the back, but that's, a, no, that's just another topic for another day. So that was it for this segment. Let's talk about the OnePlus 9 Pro. All right, I'm not going to waste more of your time. For the most part, all those specs uh, from the OnePlus 9 kind of comes over here to the OnePlus 9 Pro. You get premium materials. You get glass front, Gorilla Glass 5 on the front and on the back. And you get the premium aluminum frame. So you don't have that plastic frame from the OnePlus 9. The OnePlus 9 Pro has that aluminum frame. And it comes with that IP68 water and dust resistance, something that the OnePlus 9 doesn't have. But nonetheless, the OnePlus 9 is a very good phone. I'm not comparing these. I'm just going to review them. So overall, starting off very strong, you have the LTPO Fluid AMOLED display with 10-bit display. It's also a 10-bit color, which is pretty crazy. So this is definitely a massive jump in terms of quality for the display. It's 120 hertz, HDR10 plus certified, 10 or 1300 nits peak brightness. So this display is definitely a very good competitor to the Galaxy S21 Ultra and even the Note 21 Ultra or Note 20 Ultra. The Note 21 Ultra is a topic for another day. I do want to do an episode on that one though. So you have a 6.7 inch display with a 1440 resolution and LTPO means that it can adjust the 120 hertz to for it to drop to like 10 hertz all the way up to 120 depending on what you're doing so it saves battery and things like that it's very nice to see on board for the os it's obviously running 
Oxygen OS 11 on top of Android 11. It's running the Snapdragon 888 with the Adreno 660. No expandable memory, just like the other one. Although you have two configurations, which is the same, 128 with 8 gigs of RAM or 256 with 12 gigs of RAM. Either way you go, it's very, very nice. UFS 3.1 storage. And now here we have the set of cameras. We have a 48 megapixel primary sensor with laser autofocus and optical image stabilization. So off the bat, it's already better than the OnePlus 9's main camera. Uh, so the OnePlus 9 Pro brings laser autofocus and optical image stabilization. And it has a telephoto lens. It's an 8 megapixel uh, telephoto with optical image stabilization for steady photos with 3.3 times optical zoom. And you have the same 50 megapixel primary sensor for the ultra wide lens. I, I should say that. Uh, mix that up for a little bit. 50 megapixel ultra wide lens. And the same 2 megapixel depth sensing lens that we find on the Pro or on the base model. So the base model 9 has three cameras, the primary, the ultra-wide, and the depth-sensing lens, which is also 2 megapixels. And on the Pro, we have four, the main, the telephoto, the ultra-wide, and the depth-sensing lens, which is also 2 megapixels. That doesn't even matter at this, at this point. So same issues are found. They're not too much of an improvement. I've seen it. The photos, they look okay. The video is it's a, it's kind of a drawback. I, I I looked at the video and it just doesn't, it looks really choppy. I don't know why. It just, there's too much motion blur. You could, it was on a, it was very stable, very stable. And you didn't, you didn't see those like, you know, massive jitters or jumps or like shakage. You just, it was very smooth. But the motion blur, the objects in the video were just like very choppy. It looks, I don't know. I just, I don't like the video, the way it turned out. I'm pretty sure if you put it on a on a tripod and maybe recorded a video without the camera moving, it pro it would have been great. But if you move the camera, the instant you start moving the camera, it gets a little fuzzy for whatever reason. I've seen that a lot with Android phones in general, something that the iPhone doesn't even do. I think I've seen it do it maybe once or twice, but it's just more consistent with the iPhone and the Samsung Galaxy cameras. There isn't that much motion blur, which is what's been a problem with a lot of Android phones in general. Now, you have the same 8K30 recording, 4K30 and 60, 1080p 30 and 60 as well, with that OIS optimize or that OIS stabilization. And for the selfie camera, you have that 60 megapixel primary sensor on the front in that little hole punch cutout, and it can record 1080p at 30 frames per second, and that's about it. For whatever reason, they don't have more options. Again, this is one of the reasons why iPhones tend to have the better video camera. They're just a lot more consistent. You know, if you get 8K on the back, you're going to get 8K on the front. And all on all the lenses as well, too. So that's something that Android needs to kind of pick it up. You do have stereo speakers just like the last OnePlus 9. And there is no headphone jack, unfortunately. But that's something, I guess, of the past. Now we have Wi-Fi 6, we have Bluetooth 5.2, we have NFC, and we have the fingerprint underneath the display, which is obviously very quick and snappy for those very fast phone entries and phone unlocks. We have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery with 65 watt fast charging, 1 to 100 in less than half an hour, and you get 50 watt wireless charging, in which should get you 1 to 100% in less than an hour. 
the reason I say one to 100% is because if you go from zero to 100, if you're charging through wire, it's going to take around 32 minutes. So it's going to be slightly over in a half an hour. So either way, you'll be getting really fast speeds. You have three colors, stellar black, forest green, and morning mist. I really like that forest green. It's a very nice color. And so honestly, this phone is obviously trying to be a flagship. And it is a flagship in pretty much all the factors of a flagship. The cameras are solid, and they're definitely trying to improve. And also, with in terms of battery, you have a pretty big battery with that flagship 65-watt fast charging. You have the latest from in terms of GPU and CPUs for the top-of-the-line performance. And you get premium glass and aluminum on the phone you have a beautiful 6.7 inch display with the max resolution and max re refresh rate so a lot of good things for this phone it's a flagship in almost every way but i think it just falls a little bit short in terms of cameras even though that was the most hyped thing about this phone but i think that's something that we're gonna have to deal with but anyway hopefully you guys enjoyed if you didn't i'm kind of sad but if you did thank you guys for sticking around I will hopefully see you guys in the next one. Till then, peace.